please welcome the voice of the Indianapolis Colts, Mr. Matt Taylor, and he joins me right now. What up, Matt? Good hey, to talk to you. How we doing, man? Good to talk to you. Sorry I'm running a little bit late. <laughs> it is. You're the voice of the Colts. You're running yeah, around man. crazier than I am, and I cover high school and college sports. I no, get it. No, man. No, I just uh, – it's, it's it's busy around here. Maybe lost track of time a little bit, but I'm I'm glad uh, we made it work, man. I I apologize. So happy to chat it up with you. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. In case you don't know the news, I'm now in full remission from my pancreatic cancer. I know, I know. That's so awesome, man. I am so happy for you. That is that is just the best uh, piece of news uh, ever, man. I am so happy for you. So. Uh, I, I know you got to be feeling just on top of the world, man. That's so awesome. I am feeling absolutely fabulous. Matt Taylor, my dear friend, the voice of the Indianapolis Colts, joins me, and we're going to dive right in. What do they do at the quarterback position? Because that, for the past two years, has been their downfall. Carson Wentz and now Matt Ryan. They wore the same number. They wore number, they wore number two in, in a Colts uniform. Now what? <laughs> it's great great question and next thursday night can't get here fast enough because <laughs> this has been going on since you know really i would say early december you know when the colts you know started to kind of hit that tailspin towards the end of last year and yep that seven game losing skid and it's just fascinating to see how this uh this this pre-draft process evolve i mean it was there's four quarterbacks now there's five in the mix and mm -hmm. uh, you know they're kind of all just kind of just jockeying um, positions if you will in terms of uh, who's going to be taken number one and I really just think it's just flavor uh, flavor yeah. of the month or you know beauty in the eye of the beholder I mean those things sound cliche but I, I think it truly is a situation where the Colts might have quarterbacks rated. Uh, differently than maybe the Houston Texans do, or maybe the the uh, Carolina Panthers do. I mean, the only thing that we certainly know about next Thursday, you know, that we can say guaranteed is going to happen, is the Panthers. They're going to take a quarterback. We don't know yes. which one. A lot of people think it's going to be Bryce Young. Obviously, wouldn't be shocked by that. Right. But still, don't definitively know. And I mean, even sitting at four, crazy to sound, even sitting at four where the Colts are at. There's, I don't know, nine or ten different contingency plans they have to have in place mm -hmm. uh, based on what could happen in front of them and, you know, deciding on whether or not to trade up to number three uh, to get a quarterback. Right. Uh, that, that's got to be in play for them, and that obviously all kind of boils down to their evaluation on these players, on these quarterbacks, and how big of a gap there is in their evaluation between guy two and guy three or guy three and guy four, depending on how this goes. So um, it's, it's the draft for me should have been two weeks ago. You know, like <laughs> I, I am just mentally tired of thinking about it, um, mm -hmm. but it's, but it's fun. I mean, it's entertainment. It's, it's hypotheticals. It's great, you know, conversation for two guys sitting at a bar or two guys just sitting here talking on a, on a, on a podcast on a radio show. So I totally get it, but I am ready for next Thursday to kind of move this storyline forward. I'm ready for next Thursday also. I'm going to mention two names that are far, far down on the draft boards, but they were uh, pretty high up in terms of ranking in college because of the game that they played in. Max Duggan, TCU, Stetson Bennett, Georgia. Why are they so far down the board? 
It's a great question. I just think that, yeah, we, we have been talking about these top four guys all along and Young and Stroud and Levis and Richardson. And, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know the difference between the top four and everybody else because I don't I don't follow the college game uh, right. like the draft guys. But, you know, that that's what we kind of do this time of year. Certainly, you know, early February to to now, you know, we try to bridge the gap and we try to educate ourselves as, as best we can with NFL draft insiders. And I just think those guys at the top have, you know, arm strength. They've got escapability. Um, they've got high IQ, good leadership. Not that those other guys don't. Right. Uh, but certainly, you know, th- those are the guys that I think project highest to the next level here in the National Football League. But that that's the wrinkle in all of this, as you know. I mean, certainly there are exceptions to the rule, and though mm-hmm. and that being Jalen Hurts and Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy, in that you can find quarterbacks to come in and play at a high level for you uh, outside the first round. But that being said, history kind of tells us that you got to get a quarterback in the first round if you want, you know, a high trajectory, a high ceiling franchise success. I mean, if you look at all the quarterbacks in the AFC this past season, all of them were drafted in the first round by the team that they were playing on. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that that's what makes this such a you know, really important time for the Colts. I mean, foundationally, two major decisions in Shane Steichen. So they got the head coach. Mm-hmm. And now it's about getting, hopefully, you know, the quarterback of the future in here that you can build around for the next five to seven years minimum um, in, a, in a very crowded AFC conference uh, that's not going anywhere in terms of parity. I mean, Mahomes ain't going anywhere. Nope. Burrow. Right, Tua, uh, Herbert, um, Josh Allen. I mean, these are going to be quarterbacks you're going to have to deal with for a long, long time, and that's why the Colts have to, you know, to get this right to the best of their ability. And you gone you, last year. You guys played Pat Mahomes um, at Lucas Oil Stadium to a three point to to a victory, and you see the difference in foundation for the Kansas City Chiefs when they got. When they got Patrick Mahomes, when they drafted Patrick Mahomes, I beg your pardon, out of Texas Tech, and then you see the empty hole that is the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, they got to the playoffs under Phillip Rivers, but nothing since then. And Sam Ellinger hasn't been given enough starts to evaluate, can he be the number one guy? So you are looking at the first five slots to see what you do. Got a question for the voice of the Colts from our friend Marion McCarthy in Saratoga, New York. Is one of the Colts' contingency plans to possibly trade down depending on what other teams offer? I mean, yeah. I mean, everything's in play right now. I mean, obviously there would be there would be a lot of Colts fans that would say, you know, what what, what the heck is going on? But right. there's no doubt everything's in play. I mean, let's say that there's I mean, the Colts have been evaluating these quarterbacks for years. Mm-hmm. And you just can't I, I have no idea where they're at in terms of their evaluation of these guys. But if, if a quarterback, if the quarterback that is available to them at four or quarterbacks, plural, that are available to them at four are not worthy of being picked there Mm -hmm. based on the Colts evaluation of those players, then they're not going to do it. 
I mean, right. it, it just it just doesn't matter. Like the the situation that they're in. I know Colts fans don't want to hear that, but you, you're still not going to uh, pick flawed players that are not worthy of being uh, named the franchise quarterback. Because if you get this wrong, Mm -hmm. it's going to set you back at least five years and you're going to be doing this all over again. And in the meantime, you, you will have wasted viable years from the rest of the top players on your roster, like Mm -hmm. Jonathan Taylor and Quentin Nelson and, and Braden Smith and guys on the defensive side, like Buckner and Leonard and Kenny Moore and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So yeah, th- this is a very important decision. Like you said, may- maybe there's a quarterback that they like somewhere else in the draft where they can get better value on that guy. I, I don't know. I-, 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 I, That's why I'm so excited for next Thursdays because yeah. the guy that's pulling the trigger on this thing is actually going to give you concrete reasons as to why he did what he ultimately does in this draft. Instead of talking to guys like me that are trying to get this crystal ball out, and I just can't tell you how it's going to go. I mean, we we have this history on Chris Ballard, and yep. we have you know quotes that he's used in the past on things that he likes and traits that he covets and things like that. But it, it, it's fascinating because he's, even still, he's never been in this position. He's never been in a position to draft a quarterback this high when quarterback is such a gaping need on their team going into the draft. So in that regard, it's a big-time question mark. Everything's on the table. Everything is sitting there at four, moving up, moving back. Uh, Again, you don't know how he's going to feel about the prospects of the guys you mentioned, uh, you know, a a Duggan or a Bennett or a Hendon Hooker. Maybe you can get those guys later in the first round. By trading up, who knows how it's going to go. So I'm just really excited for next Thursday because it's reality TV at its best. There ain't nothing like the NFL draft, and I'm just excited to see it unfold and the drama start to uh, to ensue, man. Keep your questions coming, folks. While I have Matt Taylor with me, we go down to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, My friend Cool McCain poses this question. If C.J. Stroud is there at four, do you take him? Man, I tell you what, there's a lot to like about him. There really is. There really is. I mean, the knock on him uh, coming out is that he did not use his athleticism and his mobility uh, enough in college. He didn't show that part of his game enough, but he did show it at times, and he showed it on a really big stage, obviously, in the college football playoff against Georgia. I mean, they should have won that game. They really should have won that game against the best defense in college football, and he made a lot of off-schedule you know, out-of-the-pocket athletic runs in that game. So I think he's got that in him. But for most of the season, I don't really think it's a – at least for me, it's not a knock on him because mm-hmm. he played with a lot of really good players. He played in a really good offense, and he was pinpoint accurate to some elite players. And so to me, I really like the accuracy part of his game for his career. He's around 70% completion percentage. That is an elite number in the Big Ten in major college football, and again, he did it. He sh- he backed that up uh, on a big-time stage against Georgia in a game where I felt like Ohio State was probably the better team that night. Um, so I, I, I personally, I would love the pick, but I tell you what, I'd like a lot of these other guys too because I think they all have something that would allow them to translate to the NFL. I mean, there's no perfect prospect in this draft, right? There's no luck or – 
you know, like a Trevor Lawrence or a Dan Marino or a John Elway. But I, I think there's a lot of upside to a lot of these guys. And I think Stroud is right up there with me. I, I would have no problem him coming to the Colts because I think he's a guy that has won, is pinpoint accurate, and that's what you have to have in the NFL to be successful because you can move around, you can make plays, but ultimately it's about making plays in the pocket and performing behind your offensive line. One more note, and I want to talk about uh, Jonathan Taylor and how big he is um, for that for that offense. You know, he was the bell cow that got them that got them to the playoffs and sealed many a game for the Indianapolis Colts. How big is his health, and how big is he for this Colts for this Colts offense? Well, he needs to come back. He talked today, said that uh, he's still recovering, not fully a hundred percent yet. He had off season ankle surgery he missed six games last year at that ankle had some cleanup procedures done or a procedure I should say uh done this off season so he's he's feeling fine you know I think he might be a little limited in the spring which is no big deal considering who he is and what he's been able to prove so you want to just get him healthy ready to go uh in, in time in the summertime for for training camp um but I mean Jonathan Taylor he showed it I mean he proved it two years ago uh, in 2021, when he set a franchise record for rushing yards in a single season, tied the uh, franchise record for rushing touchdowns in a season with 18. He's a dominant player, and he can be if this offensive line is able to kind of bounce back and and generate a push better on a consistent basis for next season. But I'll tell you, again, this this goes back to the conversation that we just had. I mean, as good as Jonathan Taylor was that year in mm-hmm. 2021 – rushing for 1,800 yards, the Colts still missed the playoffs, right? He, he was the rushing leader in the NFL by a wide margin by about 500 yards, and the Colts still came up short. So it's, it's never going to be about one player, and I agree with that in terms of the quarterback, but I think it, it this this franchise in the way things have happened and, and gone down the last couple of years has accentuated – the need for quarterback stability, and they just haven't had that since the 2018 season. I mean, we're going on this upcoming season will be the sixth straight season. The Colts will have a different week one starting quarterback. Hopefully Mm -hmm. that stat ends this season and they can build this thing going forward and complement great players like Jonathan Taylor with, you know, above average quarterback play. Matt Taylor joining us here, the voice of the Indianapolis Colts and a very dear friend of mine took some time out of his day to chat it up with us. I'm looking forward to next Thursday, man. I am looking forward also to having you throughout the course of the 2023 season. Thanks a lot, my friend. You got it. My pleasure. Anytime. Be good, man. So happy for you.